I don't rest easily. I, um, I, think, I think the more I go, you know, the better of a person I am or the more I'm getting accomplished. Yeah. So the Lord really directed my thoughts to Isaiah 30. Um, and I, I would encourage you all, even if you have a chance to, you know, even to go and, and read through that and, and um, really see what the Lord is trying to teach us in there. You know, there's so much that's talked about. Um, you know, you have, you have the children of Israel. I don't know if you're like me, but I think when, when I see the children of Israel, I just see Amy in big capital letters. Cause I'm yeah. like, Oh, that's so me that prone yes. to prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. Yes. Yeah. And you know, I think, man, aren't, I'm so thankful the Lord gave us the old Testament because those things were written for our learning. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever noticed in the old Testament that we have more lessons than examples. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there are plenty of examples and yeah. there are people that I, I want to be like, people that I want my children to emulate, characters, right, right. That, character qualities. Yes. But man, there's a lot of lesson people in there. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, no, we're not going down that path. Yep. And the children of Israel, you know, that's, yes. that I, I truly believe God put that for us there. First of all, to comfort us. Okay, you're not, you're not the only heathen that's ever walked the face of the planet, you know. Right. But just a what an incredible picture that the Lord gives us for, hey, this is a spiritual journey yes. of a believer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so what what's the Israelites' typical trend? You know, they um they would go through something, they would complain, la la la, you know, and yep. then God would come through for them. He didn't have to do that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> he would His do mercy. something. It was, he was so merciful, mm-hmm. so kind. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then what would they do? They would build an altar. All of a sudden, God was wonderful again. <laughs> I know, they would, like they a would yo-yo. Sing. Yes, yes. <laughs> and they would sing, and yeah. um, they would have these huge, you know, worship services to just mm-hmm. thank their very good and holy God. Right. But then usually what happened? By either nightfall or the very next day, they, the devil had already attacked. The enemy was already all over yep. them. Yeah. And I do see that in my own life on a, <laughs> I don't even want to say a daily basis, on an hourly basis sometimes. Mm-hmm. But when we read in um, Isaiah 30, there's such a great account of the children of Israel that they are trying to, de- they're, they're really trying to decide what they're going to do. And they are really struggling with um, just truly seeking the Lord. Mm-hmm. and truly finding that rest in him, they instead, they are turning in one direction, they're turning to Egypt because Egypt was mm-hmm. known for, hey, we can help you. You know, they had like, you know, even think about it, they had the latest in... Even Josiah did that. Yes. Yeah, Look at how many... he was a godly king, but yeah, yeah. The kings that did that, they, they, they were even looking to Egypt because Egypt had the latest technology, if you will. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They, they had the chariots. They had so many amazing things. So the Israelites were even looking, or, or God's people were looking to them, mm-hmm. thinking, we're up against the Assyrians. We could run to Egypt. We could, we could ask for their help and, and their support. Mm-hmm. And they just kept failing to acknowledge who, that, that God was who so trust, big. Who the trust source should be. Yeah. And, you know, like when, I don't know if you're, if you're like me, but one of my favorite verses is back in Exodus 14. When, what does Moses say to the people? Fear not. Mm-hmm. Stand still. See the and see the salvation of the Lord. Um, I'm really good at fearing. I'm horrible at standing still. <laughs> but yet God in his goodness to me 
often lets me see his salvation. And then what, there's a phrase all throughout the Old Testament, especially in, you know, the Exodus and Mm -hmm. up through Deuteronomy there, um, the Lord will fight for you. I, I'm really good at saying that, but I'm horrible at living that. Mm -hmm. And all of these things are a matter of the battles that are going on in my mind. Yeah. That I'm not truly living Sabbath, restful living in my head to where I am perfectly willing to take the things that the Lord's allowing in my life for my good and for his glory. And I'm not just standing still to see the salvation mm. of the Lord. When I, you know, when I look at the, the children of Israel, um, God says about them, or Isaiah says about them in Isaiah 30, that God is saying about them, you're being self-dependent, you're being rebellious, you're refusing to look at God first, you're covering yourself with a spirit that is not of him so that you can just keep adding sin to sin. Mm. So it's just this repetition. Yeah, deceptive lying to yourself. Yeah. yeah. And and are you like me? Once you, once you tell yourself one lie, then you have to tell yourself mm-hmm. another one. It's like if you lie to somebody else, it's the same principle. Exactly. And he and he's saying this to them. He even says back in Joshua 9:14 that men took of their own victuals and took not the counsel of the Lord. Um, you know, he says of them in uh, verses 16 and 17 of Isaiah 30 that they were self-reliant. They were going to walk down to Egypt and strengthen themselves and trust in the shadow, like trust in something that wasn't even real. You know, and trying to get them to understand. You're wait, 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 wait. You're. It doesn't mean that we can't get human help when possible, but is that really, is that a good alliance? And is that a, is that the right thing for you to do? Or are you mm-hmm. just truly waiting upon me, even in your mind? Mm-hmm. Are you resting? Um, you know, then when we look at, um, you know, even the people that they were up against, they were so afraid. Um, they, they, were, they were afraid of what would happen to them. Um, they, they were even reminded in Psalm 27, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we are remember. supposed to remember the name of the Lord. We just, we put our, too often and too quickly, we put our faith and our security and our outcomes, we, we get so clenched to the outcome that we forget our source, yeah. you know, of who yeah. can be there for us. Um, you know, you even think about the voiceless adversary. Um, you know, God says he's a muted enemy. Mm. I don't live my life with the assurance that the devil is my muted enemy. God, God has a hold on him. You know, now he's, he still is reigning in this earth, but ultimately he will be muted. Mm-hmm. And I, I can rest in the Lord instead of getting so caught up in what the devil is trying to distract me with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the devil doesn't, he, he doesn't have to cause me to live in that fear. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we even talked earlier, yeah. God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, right. but of love and of power and of what? <laughs> A sound mind. I don't live with a sound mind often enough. I, I, I let myself wonder, and, and I don't really believe in that. But then, if you look in verses 8 through 26 of Isaiah 30, God says that we have an advocate. And, you know, uh, another, another um, some synonyms for an advocate is a heroic spokesperson, somebody that has grace and compassion, that is lying in readiness as we are running around 
so swiftly on our horses. I love there, there's a uh, there's a section in Isaiah 30 that, that God is basically saying, you can go ahead and you can get on your horses. This is my paraphrase, by the way. Yeah. Um, you can go ahead and you can get on your horses. You're going to do, you can do all that you're going to do. Mm-hmm. But it's so empty because mm-hmm. I really am waiting to be um, the hero of the story, if you will. Again, I don't mean to be if sacrilegious. If you'll there. ask me to do it. Yes, if you'll ask me, let me rush in and be the person that claims that victory for you. Mm. But, you know, when we think of it, I, I look at the very end of, um, of it, it, well, in Isaiah 30 and verse 15, it says, when you return and rest. And mm. it really is a great picture because the children of Israel were not returning to the Lord. They, they just were always turning to themselves or to other things all around them, tangible things, mm-hmm. instead of returning and then resting mm. in the hope of the Lord. And then towards the end of Isaiah 30, um, God says, um, and you'll, um, I don't have my Bible right here in front of me, but it says, you know, basically you will hear a voice behind you that will say, actually, this is the way, walk ye in it. Mm. And I love that because I get way too busy that I miss out on that still small voice of God mm. that's actually, you know, kind of tapping me on the shoulder. Yes. And, yes. Hey, Amy. I'm reading, I'm reading a, um, it's an allegory. It's a series. Mm. Um, Chronicles of Terrestria. They're by yes. Ed Dunlop, I believe. But Very anyways, good. we're going through them in family devotions. And I love, it's kind of like a Pilgrim's Progress Mm -hmm. idea. And we started with book two because book one, I think, must have gotten left overseas or something. (laughs) And so we are starting with book. But I love the way they work in the still, the dove. Mm, The dove that follows the prince through through his journey. And sometimes he listens. He looks for the dove. He listens for the dove's still small voice. There's other times he doesn't. You know, he'll have a victory and then... You know, he'll get, oh, I've got this. And then something will happen and he'll be like, oh, and he'll see the dove waiting for him, you mm-hmm. know, to mm-hmm. correct his way or or maybe he'll be at the end of himself and the dove will rescue him. And just, mm-hmm. I love that picture though of that the Holy Spirit isn't, he's not a slave master. Exactly. Our God is not a slave master. He's there to give us direction and comfort but he's not going to pound it over our heads. Right. And you know, I even love even the picture of the fact that it's a dove. It's mm. not, you know, a big vicious beast. It's not an even an eagle. Yeah, you know? right, it's, right. It's, it's, but it's something gentle, beautiful, um, even graceful. Non-assuming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just a beautiful creature that just, hey, I'm here. Mm-hmm. But you know, we, we get so busy with our heads down in our trials or in our, you know, just our, even if it's just our everyday living of just the mundane. Well, we get busy. I was just in class. I was um, talking, we were talking about guilt Mm. and conviction versus condemnation and everything that goes into that. And we've talked about that many, many podcasts ago, but um, that passage in first Peter, where it talks about humbling ourselves in the sight of the Lord Mm. and then he'll exalt us in due time and then casting all our care on him um, but it, it ends that with, because our adversary is walking, it's, it's almost like he's circling us, mm. watching us, and he's roaring. Mm-hmm. He's making a lot of noise. He's making a lot of, a lot to cause us to fear, a lot to cause us to lose our, our firm foundation, yeah. you know, to lose our footing. And it is easy 
in our without without supernatural enablement from the Lord. Absolutely. To get our eyes on the lion. Yeah. And I don't mean the lion no, of Judah. Right? <laughs> I mean on that roaring lion yes. that's walking about seeking whom he may devour because he's making a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, and that idea of that's not who our God is. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He's the he's the one that's he doesn't put us in that position where right. we feel trapped. Right. You know. Yeah. And you know that brings to mind, I don't know if you've um as I was even studying Pilgrim's Progress, which by the way, one of my goals even for my my time with the Lord is I really want to get, and this is a hefty goal, <laughs> so I'll have to do it when it's timely, but reading the unabridged version of the Pilgrim's mm. Progress. I mean, think about John Bunyan, such a you know, a godly man. I think what if I had been thrown in prison? and I had been given a Bible, would I have had the, the spiritual capacity to write such a gorgeous piece of literature? Yeah. In my, based upon all the knowledge that I knew about God. So like yeah. you even think about his relationship with the Lord, for him to have been able to pen that for us, for us to enjoy. And I mean, it's so convicting, um, but I it love is. the part in, I think it's like, um, it's one of them that's even like, a sequel to Pilgrim's Progress, oh, like, like the second one. Yes, his wife, and I think his son comes through. It's his wife and his children. That's who it is. Yes, yes. Yeah. There's a there's a section in there, and I love this. It give it literally gives me chills. There's a section in there where his son is walking down a very narrow path, mm-hmm. and he as he's getting closer, he hears the lions. He hears them roaring, but he knows that that's how, that's the only way. It's kind of like in life, well, the only way through it is through it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he goes through and he has to walk by faith. Mm -hmm. But the lions, what he doesn't realize, they, he can feel their hot breath. He, the roar just trembles and shakes his whole body and he can hear them. They, they are so close. He can feel the breath. He can even kind of he thinks he feels their fur or whatever right, they mean. Right. But then he gets through and it says, fear not because your lions are chained. And you know, mm. I do not, I fail to live life in the reality that my lions are chained. Now, this is something I love to share with ladies because I think sometimes um, we, we like to think, oh, I'm just not being strong enough or I'm not being courageous enough or I'm not spiritual enough. And, and that's why my lions are there. No, that's not how God works. God is allowing those lions to roar. And yes, we're going to, they're going to, they're going to make a shiver. Their breath is going to be very hot and it is going to be frightening, but we'll never be consumed by them because Mm. they're chained. And like, when you think about that, I'm like, Lord, give me the faith to walk as though my lions are chained. Wow. But that all has to start in my mind. Yeah. Because the devil, that other roaring lion is is just seeking to devour me. You know, he's come to seek, kill and destroy. Yes. And I just think, Lord, help me to live with a restful mind so that then I can walk through those lions knowing mm-hmm. I'm going to walk this and I'm going to be scared out of my mind even sometimes, but with full confidence that God has them chained and he will not yeah. let me be consumed. I love the, you know, the, when I look at Isaiah 30, I love, I, I really challenged myself with this thought. 
you know, in Isaiah 30, 15, it says mm-hmm. return and rest. And I've, I've challenged myself even with this thinking, am I going to return and rest? So am I going to return to the Lord and choose to rest in him? Or am I going to run and rebel? Because really, I may, I may slap a respectable sin on the running and the rebelling part, but it, at its core, that's what I'm doing. I'm running from the, the beauty and the, the kindness and the goodness of God yeah. and what he's trying to provide for me. Mm-hmm. I'm running from that and I'm rebelling against his goodness and, and I'm, I'm frustrating his grace, you know. Mm. So, you know, hopefully that can even be a challenge to all of us. That that passage of scripture is just so good for me constantly, not even in my everyday living, it's in my everyday thinking. Mm. Because, you know, I think about even the verse, um, you know, in Psalm, be still and know that I am God. It, it doesn't, God doesn't say to do something. He mm. says, be still. He doesn't say, go do this and this and this. <laughs> and know that I'm God. He says, no, actually, I want you to hold still Yeah, and yeah. truly rest in me. I have that in my room. The other day when I was losing it, I was looking at it going, <laughs> what does that even mean? I know. You know, it's the, and that is our, we live in such a fast paced, everything is go, 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 go. And, and I feel that I think being a single parent, mm-hmm. for those of you out that are single parents, my hat is off to mm-hmm. you. It is it is a go-go and it's I'm not sure. a, you don't have the choice sometimes as far as what does be still look like? And so sometimes my be still is at midnight. Yes. You know, um, having Saturday night, it was bad because we had the time change. You know, oh, I was getting true. ready to come down here and... I kept telling my kids, it's an hour later. It's an hour later. Mm-hmm. It's really 11 o'clock, you know, <laughs> at 10. And um, But I told my dad on Sunday morning, I'm like, I just had to keep reading. It mm. was just like I was exhausted physically once my, you know, my stuff that helps me go to sleep kicked in. But it was that. It was a comfort place. And mm. I don't recommend. So I don't recommend 11 o'clock to midnight as yes. your be still time. Um but that was the best I could get yes. in that day, you know. But it is to constantly be refocusing and yeah. saying, and I'm not a good rester Mm-mm. at all. Yeah, I and I when I talk to some ladies, there there are some ladies in my life that are spiritual giants to me, and they share with me the beautiful, um, you know, the the beautiful time they have with the Lord of that that sweet communion, mm-hmm. and that's what I long for in my life. <laughs> But I realize it's not just going to happen. And, you know, like yeah. Stephanie, with you, with eight children, that is not going to happen unless you carve it out. And you know what? The, the, the neat thing is it may be three minutes in the bathroom <laughs> or it may be yeah. three hours when maybe somebody else has the kids. Mm-hmm. But it is that quality attentive yeah. time to allow, to allow the Lord mm-hmm. to help you be still. Yeah. You yeah. know, but it, but it is a challenge. It is. It is. And I, I hate that about our culture yeah you know that everything is so busy I know. you know and even and when I, you try to pull things off a schedule it's still busy you're yeah. like oh and if you you're know. a mother with kids I mean I'm sure you experienced that when all your kids were at home is just there's different stages of life yes and so I'm very thankful for those who are through having kids 
that spend extra time praying for those of us yes. who do have kids, you know. Yes. You know, um, something that my huge. mother-in-law said to me when my kids were young, we had four, four and under for a year. So, you know, we had our kids really close yeah. together. So That's they how were our busy. First, yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. So they were very busy years. Yeah. And I was really hard on myself because I was not spending time with the Lord like I wanted in quantity. Mm. And my mother-in-law, in her wisdom, said to me, Amy, did you know that God knows your frame? He knows your dust and he knows what season of life you're going through. And she said, no, I'm not telling you, you can get by, you know, with a little daily crumb, <laughs> you know, of 15 seconds of reading your Bible. She said, that's not what I'm advocating or, or promoting. But she said, but God knows. And the years are going to come when you can have longer, sweeter time with the Lord. And she said, so give yourself some more grace on that and just keep yourself in the habit of that. Mm. And then something that even recently in the last few years that I have actually allowed myself to do. Now, I know you're, you're with me. There is nothing more precious than holding the living word in my hands. Yeah. I love my Bible. Yeah. I love the way it feels on my palms. Mm -hmm. I love the sound when I turn the page. I love the feel of the yes. pages. There's nothing like the my real, sweet, yeah, the real only deal. living book yes. on the planet. Yes. But there are times if I, it's most of the time when I haven't chosen to be wise <laughs> um, in my time. And I, you know, I just, I call it for what it is. I don't say, well, no. I just didn't have time. Well, no, I didn't make time. But then I'll be like, okay, I, I have not chosen to make this work or life. I allowed life to get too busy. So while I'm doing my makeup or I'm straightening my hair, I will turn on my audible Bible. I have an aunt that does that. Because I realized something is better than nothing. I may not be sitting like ideally like I would really love to be with the Lord, but I'm getting truth in still. Yeah. 